case, I was just like, you know what? It's a time capsule that I'll be able to revisit because, you know, you value, not only you value friendships and, and all that, but it comes from the, the stories and the conversations you share with somebody. That's true. I I guess uh, I think the majority of the majority of your in-person conversations, just based on how life rolls, mm-hmm. it's really like you go small talk and then what I call medium talk, which is like scratching the surface. Yeah. And then you have those that are just like deep talkers all the time. Right. So like, you know, like going to Thailand, everything is related to Thailand. Of course. Go to Thailand. Thailand. Of course. But like going there to see Pablo, best friend since I was a child, pretty much grew the same from sixth grade on to college. Right. Um, a lot of similarities there. So we've already had all the discussions that there is to have in the small talk section. And of course, we're both nerd out about things similar sometimes, sometimes different. So we're in these deep talks. But honestly, you go to like, a, let's say, a wine and cheese night at some friends of, of you and the wifey and bomb bomb, you're going over. You know, low key, it may be in your heart to get deep talk in, but you also don't have the time for that because you're not going to meet everybody in the place and and stuff like that. So I think what this offers you is conversation with many deep dives, you know, at the bare minimum. So it's like now people can scratch the surface. Do you get a lot of feedback maybe from people uh, in terms of, oh, I saw the so and so. No. It may not be in person, of course. It may yeah, just be yeah, like yeah. a comment on a. You don't realize how how many people have like similar random niches or like. Yes. You would never expect some of the people just by like sharing your perspective or sharing your your voice, your ideas. The people that would say like, "Oh, this resonated," or "I had something similar." You look at them because I judge a book by its cover. I judge every book sure. by its cover. You're like a lot of people get written read. off in the first three seconds of you glancing yes. on them. Okay, so within your first three days of Montreal, what's your impression then? What's oh your? Because it's no I know, disrespect. Man, I haven't. I haven't. Yeah, I want. I want it's, all the. No, it's very French, and and that's yes. something that's new to me. Uh, French is a culture that you don't exactly experience a lot in Miami, and even if you are going to Little Haiti a lot. That's not French in its essence. That is something else entirely. That is Creole. Are you going to Little Haiti a lot? I go to Little Haiti a decent amount. But again, that is... I can't say it for every culture. But a lot of cultures, there are two versions of it. And a lot of times, a lot of things are based off of race. There's a black version and there's a white version of French. The black version, they wouldn't call it French. They call it Creole. You know, that's how I feel. They're pro- no disrespect to black French people. Okay. But being in a place that's the extension of the Caribbean, I experience friends very different. Right. Or their influence very different. So then I come here and it's like you see the, the Frenchiest <laughs> of the Frenchies, you know? It's more French than baguettes and croissants, uh-huh. you know? And then also, uh, caught it caught me off guard, like because I, I know people say, "Oh, it's very French there," but I feel like, and I have like you can, you can get by with dude, between two of us. Neither of us speaks French, yes. So you can clearly get by and, sur- and survive more so, even without it. I can, and and the people are very uh, nice and understanding. But I don't know, Montreal is is. Uh, it's like a little pocket. It, it, it's uh, it gives me a college vibe. I'm, I haven't fully understood uh-huh. that, 
like a universe town. Not in the yeah, not in the sense of like a you know bar college situation. More of a young. Everybody's got somewhere they're going. You know, everybody's dressed in all kinds of ways. You know, it's no, it's I'm saying it's very different. Yeah, it's not like everybody's in business suits and they're heading to the board meeting. You know, to talk to the shareholders. So, but. Everybody seems to have something going on. And then again, um, you know, I think Montreal, again, is a pocket. It's very different from the Toronto. Like, that's one thing I'm like, I thought Canada was all Canada, but <laughs> this is something right else, you know? Okay. And uh, uh, very beautiful. Of course, I'm visiting probably best time of year. Yeah. But, um, yeah. There's a chillness to it, but there's a busyness to it in the day. And that I haven't fully figured out yet um, or what I'm even getting at there. But it just like pace. Like I feel pace. pace and pace is different. Than- it's, it's, it's moving, not too fast, but still fast enough that it's like it's not. Yeah, it's like uh, it's almost as if I blended a, a mild amount of New York okay. with. LA could be in LA. Yeah, could be. I've never been to LA. It could be. It could be. Okay. Well, knowing Price, do you think he'd come here? The U.S. dollar goes very far, Josh. Oh, for sure. Like just financially, you know, it's like Thailand. Thailand's a financial no-brainer. Um, but I think I would. I think it's more important to experience the the the, the main season. Yes. Because this weather is what Otherwise, two three months out of the year. Whereas the main season is is a whole nother experience. Well, walk walk me through then, because I, I didn't realize it to spend the last few days. But then I realize how how traveled you are. Like, funny because I've I've seen you. I, ta- I get you. You've you've mentioned it. You tell me the stories already, but I like you've done a lot of travel, especially over the last couple of years. Yes. Uh, I, I think it's. I think. I think. What you say? You want to? Where do you really want to go to? Where do I really want to go to? to And why? I think that's a very interesting thing, Josh. (laughs) Well, I really like to go to the Middle East. Uh, Pre-2022, Afghanistan was very high on the list because it's just so remote, so out there, so different. Um, Also, they're not judging books by their cover or what the news tells you. Uh, but of course, uh, since the, uh, uh, the U S uh, pulling out of Afghanistan kind of changes things for me, but, um, yeah, I don't know, like on a milder tip, Morocco would be a thing I'd settle for, you know, Why? what's the, what, what do well, Morocco is just amazing, uh, ties to the, I believe it's Turkish empire, basically the old school, uh, what we would call Moors or, uh, yeah, like. I call it old Islam, but old Islam. Yeah, but Islam? like flashy. How so? Did you obsess over like Turks? Them? Are they like the Romans or something? Uh, they were like traders and merchants back in the day, and then uh, you know wore the Aladdin get up, baby, the baggy <laughs> joggers and the the vests. That but was a uh, uniform. no, like in Morocco, uh, a lot of it is just like they had a lot of wealth. So there are structures and buildings and you'll see sinks made of full solid gold and, right. you know, not on a fancy tip, but it, it seems like a very interesting place. Plus they have super fire lamb dishes and, and they, just the food wise, yeah. get some Turkish coffee. 
which I don't know if you know, but Turkish coffee is the one where they take the little pot, they put it in the hot sand, uh-huh. and then it boils up. Like, yeah, uh, that's see, an experience uh, in itself. Apparently, it's rude if you don't take sugar when somebody offers you Turkish coffee or something. Like, it's like a given that you're at least getting ah, uh, a sugar. teaspoon or something. Uh, yeah, like, it's just That's basic. fine with me, you know? Yeah, that doesn't break the fast. Yeah, it does break the fast, but, you know, I'm not there. You know, I probably show up during, like, Ramadan, and everybody's keeping the fast, so we're good. Um, But, yeah, I don't know, man. I just – there's a lot of countries to visit. I think I've had a good uh, mixture um, from Japan – Portugal, uh, a lot of the Caribbean. Yeah. I haven't done it all, but a lot of the Caribbean. What do you get out of traveling? Perspective. uh, And then just fact-checking. So like uh, Cuba. Cuba is a fact-checking of things like, you know, Che Guevara biography and the the Castro uh, strategic books and just other stuff that I've read. It's like, all right, I, I see what you're saying on paper. I see what you're trying to tell the world. Right. But what's actually going on? And that was Cuba for me. So it, it really is perspective, appreciation for my own home. Uh, even though some wouldn't consider going to Ohio and living there for four years traveling, it it, it may help me to re-fall in love with my home that is Miami. You know? Oh, yeah, so- bro. Going away to Ohio, going away to the yeah, Middle East. and and here's the other thing. I enjoyed it. I didn't expect to, but I enjoyed it. Uh, I miss a lot of people there. Like just the for me, Ohio is the people, and that was, you know, uh, coming from Miami, coming from these metropolises of tons of minorities. We're all kind of mixed together. We go to school together. We live near each other and stuff like that. And then they give you this idea, and they paint. America, like, you know, and basically a huge Confederate flag or whatever the case may be, something that represents something that should be scary to you. Then you move to Ohio and you find that some of these white people are like the nicest down to earth white folk you've ever met. So it's like no malice, you know, but again, geographically, you've passed the South, you've gone to the North. So of course they're supposed to be nice people up there. But, you know, I'm just saying it's one of those things where uh, because of past experiences, people will talk you out of it. And yeah. then you never go to the what they call the Midwest. But but then you never meet those people. And correct. Like if you ever go to, like, the Middle East. Or you correct. Or and then, like, the other thing is, and here's the thing, uh, in Miami. So when you are my age and you are still single and you're, you're shopping around in the dating pools, right? Here's what Miami's good for. Miami, now, if they're pure, they're from the Caribbean. If they're pure, they're from Meaning the Caribbean. Meaning purebred. That sounds very Aryan race, Josh. No, but I just, it's pure. Like, I mean, they are literally the source. Yes, okay. They come from the Caribbean. So you're going to get your Cubans, your Dominicans, your Colombians, your Venezuelans, right? Yeah. The rest of the world doesn't have that, that caliber like that. No disrespect to other countries. I'm just saying. I know a lot of people that has a, a lot of traveling under their belt, and they will tell you Miami is the place with the prettiest people. Florida man. Period. Florida man's. What, well, what no. See, it's, okay. So Florida man's are south of Miami and yeah. north of Miami. Florida man is like the actual thing. Actual I'm just talking the pocket that is Miami. Gotcha. So you see all these peers, but here's the thing. 
when it comes to the rest of this large landmass, the United States and, and stuff like that, everybody's looking at these blends. Like they, when they see things like uh, black Chinese women and they're like, huh? What is? Oh my God. Like, where do they make this at? Right. Yes. And so then it's like, if you're not shopping in just the Cuban, Dominican, Puerto Rican, like these pure, the pure shop, and you're looking for a mix up, then bam, you see the mix up and you're like, ah, but you never experienced some of those mixtures. This is going to get weird. Perfect. So like I'm saying, living in Miami, uh-huh. I ain't never seen a Greek woman. Greek, Okay. Except unless it's the old lady at the Mediterranean spot. Right. That that's that's her little kids. That's her spot, yeah. But her kids are probably mixed out. Like, you know, like so there's this thing. And so with travel in this pool, I'm looking at all the bases that are used to make the hybrid. Like that's a thing for me because I have to understand like there's things I like and there's things I don't like in terms of just facial features. Nothing wrong with it, just my preferences. Yeah. But like, you know, going to Portugal and seeing Huh? Different gene pools. Different gene pools. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And that's the other thing. It's always for me, I'm thinking what I can make. You know, what's the. <laughs> I can adjust things just by picking in the right pool. Uh-huh. You know, and I'm not saying there's any pool that's just absolute. No, no, but at, through travel, I get to experience these things. I also get to experience uh, growth within myself. I don't think of myself as one thing. What are your multiple things? Culturally, I'm not one thing. Right. I will never be one thing. Okay. You're because involved. I'm not born in Jamaica, I will never just be a Jamaican. Gotcha. I am something else entirely. As some would call it, I'm a third culture kid. It's the culture of my parents, the culture of the place I live, and then and the, the, the culture that I bring to that or whatever the case may be. But that's the thing. So going to Portugal, it's like there were moments where I'm like, I want to be Portuguese, bro. This is kind of dope. Were you as a kid like a chameleon? I, I'm very much a chameleon now. I was a chameleon as a child. It's just I soak up things from around me. Right. And so like uh, music is another big uh, player because you see me. You expect that you could name 10 things on my playlist, right? Hey, my cool. favorite playlist. Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, exactly. Jay-Z. Not <laughs> happening, bro. <Nas>. Like, yo. <laughs> I listen to Nas. Yeah, I got you. I but got you. no, but I, what I'm saying is you may be able to name a few things because, yes, uh, I was raised in a culture of hip hop. I listen to a lot of hip hop. But you're not going to be able to. So unless, you know, I lived in tech, but just meeting me, you're not saying, yo, uh, the most played track you have this week is Richmond North of Richmond. You know, like you're not saying that. Yeah, you're yeah. not going to say that. You're not going to say, you know. You judge a book by its cover. So what are you trying to say? He ain't bumping George Strait's greatest hits yes. album. Okay. You know, so these are things you're not going to, or, oh, when he goes to the gym on his gym playlist, there are hakas. Okay. Literal hakas. What's a haka? A haka is the, the spiritual dance of all the warriors, the, the, the Polynesians, Zealand? where they do the tongue uh, out and thing. But hakas are intense, man. That gets you hype. That's a good look. Hype. Between the hakas and the Viking music, mind you, there's no good reason why I should be listening to Viking music. Gosh, but that's cultural appropriation. You it is cultural appropriation, <laughs> but it gets me hype, okay? Yeah. I couldn't tell you why. I'm hype. Or oh, bagpipes. Bagpipes is my favorite sound. You know? So there's all these things that I draw from, and I think with travel, it, it refills that bag that I pull from. And so it's fun, to, like, you know, 
kid from Miami. My mom always said I had a Southern drawl. She has no idea where I got it from because no one talks like me in the family. Right. I say grandma, and she says there's a you know playing. emphasis on a certain playing. You know, so um, I say howdy. Ain't nobody saying howdy in Miami right. but me. I know this for a fact. So what you get that from your travels? Yeah, and then like uh, there's a sector of hip hop that I I really enjoy, which is hyphy music, which comes from San Francisco, the Bay Area, and People are always like, how do you know this? But I'm literally in every crevice. Like, I'm I'm out here. Just, just. But see, but because everybody, everybody has something off, valuable to offer. Yeah. But, you know, some people dedicate lives to just, you know, super authenticity and they stay in one lane. Right. And I'm not really big on that because there's just so much out here. Like, everything is like food for me. Mm-hmm. You got to be ready to try it all. You say, yeah, you don't say no to anything. Except port. That's just off the plate. All right. I forgot. (laughs) But no, I've said no to port, you know, from before that. But yeah, you just got to be open to things. And and you you really can't knock things until you you try them. Um, You ever ever done the the big five personality traits test? I sent it to you. uh, You ever done it? I probably did. I don't be doing personality. No, bro. I'm telling you, one of the traits, this is Dr. Peterson, baby. One of the traits. you got me. It one can the, get one done. One of the traits is openness to experience. Yeah. And there's extroversion. There's neuroticism. And it's cool when you see the – there is a, a gender breakdown typically. There's a political breakdown or like predisposition typically. And then there's almost like certain profiles from like certain phenotypes of people that you could say they're going to be high in this, low in this. Yeah. And, and I get you on that. One thing I don't like is, is categorization. I don't like in a bucket. the box. This feels confining. And so to that, because you were saying about how political stuff, like yeah. politics. Yeah, yeah. A big problem with the world today is everybody wants to fit into a group. Sure. They want to be part of a bigger group. And then the bigger group has a set of rules. And then people voice concerns and those set of rules come into questions or give birth to new rules. Yeah, right? yeah. But here's the thing. I don't think anyone ever agrees 100% with any ideology. Let's just keep ideology. Yeah, yeah. Or, or political party. Okay. There's always something that you're like, yo, but that's my one little, I feel a little different. Yeah. But in today's world, everybody's afraid to be wrong or afraid to be outcast from their group. You don't want to get kicked out of the Republican Party if you're a Republican and this and this and that. So you go along with the flow. And that's a very dangerous place. Whereas me, I'm like, oh, I have no party. I'm just picking every little Thank bill you. that I like from each party and saying we should just pass these as a, as a bundle package, yes. you know? And so it gives me a sense of freedom. But everybody just wants to be a part of something and nobody wants to get outcast. Everybody's afraid to be alone. Yeah, you're not afraid to be alone. But I'm not afraid because I'm just like I'm just. This is all me figuring out it's me. A, it's a good perspective. Right? It's a good approach to say I want to uh, pick and be selective and like yeah. take a little bit from every little cookie jar. But that's more work. It's hard, and the reason you have groupings and labels and all these things because it's cognitively easy. It's like I can fall into that. I, somebody else will make the decision. Yeah, so I know why, which is not saying that's good nor bad. It, but it's a, it's a high standard. I'll also say a piece of it is just downright childish rebellion. Um, Don't push the big red button. 
Yeah, it's just not even. It's just uh, a lot of times I struggle to separate the pieces that are me, myself, and my parents' influence. Mm-hmm. And I'm a person that likes to be original. And then so yes. I, I can be oppositional just in, for the sake of being original. You know, so uh, sometimes it's that. It's like, who am I really? You know, because I, I think I have a good idea of what is influence of others and what right. is me. Right. But, you know, that, that it's a question I go over a lot in therapy is just like, how do you know you're you? And there's no right answer. You know, sure. there's no clear answer. And my answer or the answer for my life would be different than the answer for your life. But it's something I, I struggle with. And, and it's because I struggle with imposter syndrome at times. Yes. Just due to a lot of success. Uh, some would say fast. I said it took too long. But, mm-hmm. you know, like things like that. And so it really pushes me to test the limits of things, pushes me to travel, pushes me to have uncomfortable new experiences. So in, in what way? In like just constantly talking to yourself, trying to figure out your multiple personalities? It's, it, no, just getting outside of my comfort zone, just right. in case, you know, I got the spirit of a kangaroo or something. You know? Like, no, for real. Like, I'm just giving a wild out example, but it's just to say, all right, I know who my parents raised. Sure. Well, who is the, the little boy inside that's been hiding Peter all along? Pan. Yeah. Where's Peter? Let him out. <laughs> Rufio and the boys are waiting, you know? <laughs> and so that's also a big part of travel for me. Right. It's just dropping myself and then seeing where I just gel. Where, yeah. Where do you mesh? Well, don't you think it's interesting, too? Everybody is on that journey or exploration over time for the most part. Like, yeah. Where do I gel? Where do I mesh? Some evidently go as far as Thailand. Some would go as far as Ohio. Some go as far as right where they're born and raised. You see like different levels of comfortability of all your friends and all the people you grew up with and how many of them stayed close to the nest, stayed a little further or some just fully went off and was a pioneer, you know, there's no right or wrong. So that's the other thing. Then you have to ask yourself when you find yourself traveling too much. Who's running? running Who's running, dog? (laughs) You know, what are you running from? You know, like these questions come into play when you're away for too long, you know? And and, and like I said, there's no clear cut answer. I don't think we'll ever have the answer to that. But uh, it's a way for me to hold myself accountable sometimes. So I force myself to like think through these questions. But for the most part, travel is just like, like you said, everyone has something to offer the values and the systems in place and like travel outside the country crazy because of how much of the shock it is versus inside the country. We learn about us history. We learn about things, you know? Um, So I have a general understanding and I have an expectation for someplace. What do you mean you have an expectation? Oh, like you just how it would be, you know, before I arrive in Ohio, I'm like, all right, I think this was, but I think the, I, I agree with you, but then the, the real value or benefit I found from traveling is then you also maybe understand a little bit more of the, drew some sort of emotion or annoyed you or you confusion or what have you. Like I struggled with understanding the pace of, or, or the, the politeness of well, Canada. No, no, not of Canada, of, of, of the Chinese, oh. of Chinese people like living, like driving, driving from Richmond Hill to Markham, very, Asian population in the GTA. And you find them to be polite? 
no, I found them to be impolite, or I oh. found them to be like not cognizant of like on the ground, or like someone's selfish, or whatever it is. But then you're taking the metro. I don't know if I'm brushing with broad strokes here, but like you kind of had to move. You had to get ahead. You had to step in line or make oh, sure. Oh yeah, because like, you're getting the word. Someone selfish, or yeah, yeah, otherwise yeah. you were missing it. Like there was it kind of fight or flight type of thing. Fight correct, for yourself. Correct. And it wasn't a matter of being impolite. It was just a matter of like, hey, this is this is the system. This is what we're raised this year. Yeah. You know? And then coming back to Canada, you can appreciate it more. See the value or the benefit of everything. And then I just feel as if when you don't travel and you just kind of, and we're 100% we're speaking from a fucking high horse and pedestal. If you have the opportunity to travel, take take advantage. Nah, of bro. It. Check out the anti-profit on Instagram. <laughs> he will tell you how to travel for it. Free. For nothing. For nothing. Just then, a little bit of work, baby. Put in the work, you get a place to stay. Boom. And get perfective. Yeah. I don't know, man. But no, there, there's just a lot to be gained. And, uh, you know, think about chefs. Uh, think Tell about me. the the Puerto Rican chef who specializes in French pastries. Think about that. Puerto Rican chef. There is a guy. I actually go to his restaurant yeah. a lot in Miami. There's a Puerto Rican chef, and he specializes in French pastries. But sure, is the name of the place. He specializes in French pastries. Mm-hmm. That's literally a vacation. If you look at it, yeah. a little boy from Puerto Rico travels to France, yeah. eats a pastry. Oh, oh my God, God, this is so amazing. And he wants to encapsulate that. And he's like, I'm going to do this. And he to spread that forever. And boom. That's love. But that's what I'm saying. I, I love that sometimes, so much. But yeah, like sometimes... You're just born in the wrong time or you're born in the in the wrong place. I do believe that that happens. Travel helps you figure all that out. Where the confusion, when you're fighting there. against something your whole life and you can't understand, you needed to go to France, bro. You needed to try the pastry. And that would give you the meaning to And it. purpose has been found. I hear you. So it's like you never know. And I'm, I'm not saying that traveling is like the lottery in that case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've traveled to a bunch of places. I could tell you I have no purpose, though. I'm floating. <laughs> but, you know, it does offer that from time to time. People meet their wives or their husbands or their others, and boom. People buy dogs overseas. Yes. I, the dog that I want right now is in friggin' Russia. Bullshit? Uh, a canary Mastiff. Press a canary. What's so special about him? Oh, boy. You got to see him, bro. Canary Mastiff? A canary Mastiff or a press a canary. When you see him, you'll understand. Type in black coat. We're going to call him Cerebus. Jesus Christ. That's a panther. I know. But like I said, you know, like that's a trip I'll eventually have to take when the time comes. And I'm going to get him. Boom. I don't know. Travel. So you're a global citizen. I am a global citizen. I just wish they had like a program where you could get that passport and float. But of course... Visas, I don't know. Well, it's, it, are, is it not somewhat that the way you're living your life is only representative of somebody that grew up a chameleon that tried to blend in and had to and move through different or a few different environments and groups. Now uh, that's a skill you're developing and you say, well, I want to fucking keep, keep out there. I want to see what's going on in the world because it's not just this. Yeah, maybe. Here's the thing. As much as you blend in, sometimes at least people like myself, and as much as you think you blend in, you still stand out. Yeah. And then when you're 
realize that you're kind of an outsider, but you're special. You're exciting to people. Then you start going looking for the rest of your tribe. You know, like that's the thing. Life changes once you find your tribe. Mm-hmm. Do I have a tribe? I'd say yes. Have I found pieces of it? Yes. Right. In all these different people. But I still think there's a place for us, a place where we can be happy and free and be us and, you know, things like that. So I, I, I think here's the thing. I blend in at work, blend in just fine. Minus all the trouble I get into, I'm very good in office settings. Sure. So professionally, based on this one topic, I can blend in. Right. You know how much fun it is for me when I go to a place that I should not blend in at all and then I blend in somehow, bro? And then people mistake me for things and like, oh, and you know, what speaking in the local language, and I'm like, yeah. ah, gotcha. can't help you. <laughs> Move on. But like things like that, you know, like that, it gives me a sense of there's a little boy excitement, like I could have been a spy, you know, and then there's also the excitement of uh, just feeling accepted somewhere, you know? Yeah. That's the, the blending. Game. Yeah. And, and like, it's taken me a long time, even, uh. As a as a black person, it's just taking me a while. Like I don't care what nobody says. Uh, when the police pull up behind you in America, your butthole clenches and your heart skips a beat. It's a thing. You checked out. It's life, baby. But you know, like even being in Montreal, I don't really feel no way right now, and that's rare. Yeah, yeah. I really don't. Um, Portugal, I didn't really feel no way. Uh, Cuba, I felt a way because it was more military than there were police but you know like little things little micro stresses on the back of your head remove i think uh thailand before this i think thailand was about the freest i've felt on vacation because there is a stress to travel and vacation right, right, right. And all the shit you see on the news but uh thailand was probably the close to like taking a breath and being me mm-hmm. for a second just shedding the layers and being me did you then were you able to like come back or when you came back, were you different? It was hard to put back on the armor and be ready for the world. Uh, That took me a long time. It took me about, I'd say a month. Month work was just, just watching time pass. Like could not muster up the strength to say, ah, let's be productive. Cause I was like, I don't really want to do this, bro. I was like, I lived, I was in Thailand for three weeks. I've seen people living their truth, baby. And the truth was they didn't want to work and, 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 you know, or they're doing other things or they're doing something they're passionate about. So it's more than just chasing the dollar. Yeah. I, I think Thailand was just, uh, Pablo calls it a trip into the realm of possibility. Yeah. So everyone I came across, he was saying they are potentially living your life in the future. So you could be them one day is yeah. what we mean by the realm of possibility. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. Jesus. And I'm I'm talking to people that I'm like, in the span of an hour, they told me their life story. At about the 20 minute mark, I'm like, bro, this dude's a failure. But then boom, it takes this huge takeoff. And it's like, yo, this is like the average Joe's Elon Musk, bro. He's like that guy or or whatever the case may be, whoever you look up to. But it was just so crazy. And, And then stories of triumph and then complete failure and loss back to some triumph or maybe you didn't go all the way back up but you leveled out and realized hey it doesn't matter you know like things like that but it was witnessing these people all ages and stuff like that and seeing that they're okay there's 
life outside, you know, mm-hmm. living in wherever the friggin' capitalist coliseum that we call America, you know, um, there's just life outside of that. There's other ways to do this thing. And, and we, we both have friends that have, have done that. And yes. There's some envy, you know? Oh, there's mad jealousy. There's mad there. jealousy. Oof. I know it's sad. It's sad. It, it's sad maybe then seeing some of the, uh, the potential we'll say, yeah. but in the same way, I was thinking about this earlier of like, you have, I don't know. I still think we're relatively young, all mm. things considered. Mm. Relatively. And, relatively. And like, you have no idea what the next 10 or 20 years is going to look like. You have no idea if you're going to make it the next year, yes. baby. And so <laughs> that, I think we were talking about that a little a little bit. Uh, just the, every time there's a hesitation, the thought of, hey, Josh, you could die tomorrow. Yeah. Buy the ticket. Boom. Done. Yeah. yeah. In the books, baby. Yeah. Um, Has that attitude or what mm. what does that unlock for you, that, that mindset? Ooh, a lot of demons, uh, uh, but some good things. Some good yeah. things have come out of it. Uh, that's just, uh, I'd say, a very love-hate, toxic relationship with time. It's a, a deep understanding of time, but then uh, also to understand time deeply is to know how valuable it in is. In what way? What's the love and then what's the hate? Uh, the love is uh, the good times. The, the, the hate is how fast time moves sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, just constant happiness and, and stress, you know? Like I can be having the time of my life, but it was a minute. Yes. And then I can be suffering for months, you know, and it's, then it's that feeling you get uh, the, the begin the, the nothing's consistent vacation, with time. The beginning of a vacation, you're like, oh, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Beautiful. But and you then, take so long to get into it. And then at the end of the vacation, you're like, holy shit, that went by so quick. Exactly. And then you got to go sacrifice more of your time at work to get the PTO, to take the time off, yeah. to go live again. But you're you saying know? the Thailand folk don't, uh, they work. I, I don't want that to be mistaken. They do have jobs. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's just uh, – uh, so a lot of the folks I met were expats uh, or just people getting away. I called Thailand. No disrespect to the, to, the, to the people visiting Thailand or temporary living there. It's a land of outcasts. It feels like uh, – and nothing wrong with an outcast. You know, there are very cool outcasts out there. It's not a bad thing. Yep. No negative connotation. It's just the people that didn't fit the system here. And so, you know, you always wonder, you know, you had a friend in school that let's say everybody's hitting the books and he was a burnout. Yeah. The dude was just full blown hippie, but wasn't even dabbling in deep thought. He was just there for the high. And then it's like years go by, you've graduated high school. You're like, damn. Whatever happened to Derek so-and-so or whatever the case may be? Well, Derek's in Thailand, dog, and he's thriving. You know, like like stuff like that. Like Thailand gave me that vibe. And then just to see that the people that you're so worried about, mind you, you're struggling in your own life here in this mass of North America. And you were worried about him, but he wasn't worried about you, dog. He already got to life. He took the fast lane somehow. Right. Not saying being a burnout is the fast lane, but I'm just saying. He just didn't fit here. Right. Place him there, and he is the Bezos of over there. You know? So I think it's some of that. 
I don't know. Thailand was just a lot to process. And I was happy to see so many people that I know, like if I took them and placed them in the American model, they wouldn't be the same. Would not compute? Yeah. Like it wouldn't make sense. They, 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 they wouldn't be thriving. They wouldn't glow naturally. Like right. they're enjoying themselves over there. America somewhat just cripples you in. There's corporate structure. And some of us choose to go there and be broken in and, some of us don't break and we just yeah. fight our whole lives. A lot of energy yeah. is uh, expelled. But Thailand was just, there was a chill to it. Now, I won't lie. It wasn't as what I would call stress-free as like Portugal. When I got to Portugal, yeah, it's like, I don't even know if they have a Portuguese word for stress. Yeah, yeah, yeah Like they yeah. may not have that word in yeah. the way I saw the people. They was glowing. Like I was like, wow, like I need to be here. I just felt like this is going to help me impact you yeah like portugal changed me the algarve changed me period just so, just, just looking at the people and i'm like i want this yeah i want this and just pure joy like i literally was wondering i was like you know when i get back home i gotta research portuguese history see if they had some struggles some strife because these people is living good you know and not that they're living lavishly it wasn't luxury it wasn't any of that it was simple it was light they had the water right there a day on the water is a beautiful day like just hey let me not overthink things simplify it what do i got oh the sun is out life is good right super well, it, chill it's like that monkey video that's all you yes need. little sunlight goes a long <laughs> way bro but you know it's just one of those things but uh Thailand was something else, you know? And so circle it back slightly because I remember we started with Montreal. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't figured out Montreal yet. Okay. There's something that just seems foreign to how my brain works. Right. And it could be the Frenchiness of it. It right. really could because I'm yeah. not familiar with the culture. I just know they got wine and, and other stuff. Jeez. But um, there's something else here and I can't figure it out. And it may be me trying to figure out why you're here because i know you yeah and literally you can go anywhere yeah do you fit perfectly yeah. here yeah. i don't know yet you, you you look like you you live in the park but you know i hear you there's something here that i say okay this city calls to certain people i don't know i think i think part of the draw part of the draw is the art scene I don't know, like, you know, I'm not the most artistic in any capacity, way, way, bro. but the, it, it draws, like, the International Comedy Fest, lots yes. of jazz, lots of music, and, like, my interest in that only goes so far. But I think that type is a creative type or something that's, uh, it, yes, there is structure, there are rules, but then they go off and kind of just do thing, do things your own way. You'll find, I don't know, at least what I found and seen is that, as an example, fashion. I don't really know what the hell the scene is because everybody just will be extremely confident rocking. Yeah, no, you're getting all the looks at once in one city. Yes. It's a lot. No to matter process. what. And like that person is going to rock it with like the bravado and the confidence. Like they know and they absolutely, embrace, which that is something maybe that's superficial, but that, that to me is. I don't know. I've always looked on 
fashion or, or your you're a fashionable individual. What you're looking at is a little bit of reflective of your quirkiness, yeah. your eclecticness. And and that's a little bit of sales in you also. Yeah. You, you dress for success kind of thing. Yeah. And looking to feel good. You know, homeless chic is not a real thing to you. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, Montreal definitely has that. Uh, as I was saying also today, it's a young city, or at least what I've been seeing. I think that as well, yeah. It's a young city, so it's it's lively in its own sense. And then, uh, yeah, there's there's little groups. Well, what have I been trying to sell you on the past couple of days? I think that if if I could sum it up to one thing that really pulls me here, what is what are the things I've been calling out? It's just a very oh people the 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 people the it's people centric yeah. yeah that's different. Um, that I'm not used to that. But that to me is like, that's community. It's good. It is good. But like for a person coming from Miami, like, yo, we hate people. Like, <laughs> you know, so you're, you're building a stairwell that forces me to bump into you. But yeah. like even just walking down your back stairwell, you're walking onto people's patio. Oh, yeah, yeah. No it. separation. Like in Miami, we got to put a little wall there, yeah. you know, like, wow, can't Which, be doing that. That to me is part of. Part of the divisiveness of any and all. Oh, things, super you know? divisive. So divide amazing. and conquer on all levels. Even how we build your houses are going to divide you more and more. Yeah. That's why we don't all don't sleep in the same room. We have uh, walls to separate us, you know? No, I'm with you. But that's what's killing us, you know? Yeah. I, I hear that. Uh, do I think we all need a big kumbaya circle? No. Not all of us, but uh, yeah. But it's where we were just before we started this was like, feel like you get more value or you are more comfortable with yourself when you are pretty open and honest with others. Like you're going to go past the surface level or the second level or the third level. Oh, you're sure. just like a little more authentic. You're in deep talk all the time. Yeah, whatever it is. You're just open and transparent, which is what a city like this, I feel. Is built for. Um, yeah, it encourages or fosters Definitely. that, you know, like you can't just be so insular and. And the irony of that is, Josh, I work from home. Yeah. I I, I could very well not leave Ever. 300 feet, 300 meters, whatever you want to call it. Feet. Yes. Uh, and, and be good and never interact with you. But I still feel compelled to try and incorporate or. True. You know, which, if you're going to live in a city, that's what it is. Yeah. You know? But again, you know, that's also a piece of time. What yeah. time of year it is. Yeah. Because just as we were talking. So, you know, a lot of the world had COVID. We yeah. couldn't see people. But I'm pretty sure there's people in winter in yeah. Canada that yeah. don't see people because yeah, yeah, they yeah. just are not interested. Yeah. So when you are deprived of that human interaction where it's like Miami's hot every day. Yeah. You can see people if you want every day. Yeah. You can see people every second of every day, That's you know, true. depending on where you live. So we're getting it all the time. It's not in moderation. Right. So you have enough exposure to start hating people because you realize they never not there whereas here in winter you're not seeing people so you're yeah. gonna make time and then oh our stairwells tie in because it's montreal yeah. and oh hey how are you how you been you know how are the pickled strawberries you know like so you guys are i, I get it and also the deprivation of it i think adds to your oneness and i don't know how one it is but it, it definitely i seen some little things here and there that kind of, like, oh. uh, like there's a line. Like we walk down by eating. And and not to make everything out to be a race thing, but 
in America, a lot of things are race based. Sure. Uh, even they brainwash us like black people to see black people as aggressive and things like that. But like, uh, it was just funny because I saw a really old white lady walk up to scruffy black dude and, you yeah. know, just sitting there. And I wasn't even sure if he was homeless or not, but like, it was just, uh, nobody was drawn aback, like, yo, what are you doing? Yeah, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. It was just, a, oh, we, we, messy, boo, 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 And so it's like that Frenchiness of it with that, with the Canadian mix. I'm like, nah, son, like, it's weird. It's weird. America is like built and brainwashed into conflict consistently. And, and, you know, it's up to us to make conscious effort to do otherwise, but it's kind of how they want us. Whereas come to Canada, all us Americans, Canadians, hella polite. Too polite. Slap them, bro. They say, sorry, eh? And you slap them, you know, like it's just this uh, stereotype that's absolute satire, like super ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but we've started to believe in it when it's said enough. Okay. Uh, Look at these nice Canadians, bro. Enough of the nice Canadians. One thing I wanted to ask you is, you gave it to me a little bit earlier at dinner, of uh, what you've gotten from from therapy. Mm. To the extent, to the extent of like, I don't know. I feel like Josh, you uh, you appreciate and you value similar things to me of like martial arts, discipline, the the sweat equity, you're never one to shy away from just like yeah. hard work can trump talent and just like batter something. But there's a humility you have to take to approach therapy. I just signed up for my first session. No, so. There's a total disregard for your upbringing to, to yeah, get okay. into therapy. Just uh, coming in, in the, in the Jamaican community, therapy is non-existent. Yeah. At least in the older generation. Yes. Uh, plus we are the era right after the, you can talk about your problems, but nobody cares. So nobody talks about their problems era. Yeah. Just get it done. Yeah. Um, therapy was a big step. Uh, there's things to be gained, but I think more importantly than that, uh, like therapy itself is the, I'm going to say self-reflection. It's the taking a moment, humbling yourself, replaying the conversation from a therapy session. Mm. And then uh, naturally you're going to put up blocks in therapy. There's things that you don't want to uncover. Like, Oh, I didn't know that was still out. Tuck it under the bed or, you know, those kind of things. Um, you're always going to have those moments. Like awareness then. Yeah. And then you become hyper aware, but hyper vigilant about getting that out of the room or, ah, uh, yeah. this is all mental. I'm not talking about, I can hear you. And so with therapy, that's good though. It's okay that you do that, but if you know that that's probably maybe not the thing you should have done, or, or just reflect on it and be like, you know, why did I do that? Right. I don't know. I'm talking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this the thing that's keeping me, you know, this yeah. way the whole time? Um. So a lot of it is really personal work. I don't think of therapy as, yo, you're about to go there, and you're gonna be fixed. It's gonna no. take a year, baby, like and you're gonna graduate. There's no graduating. You're going to the gym. You're, you started a new gym. Exactly. And so I think a big part of therapy for me is the weeks and times when I don't have therapy, where I sit and I'm like, "All right, what she's coming at me with this week?" You know, like, and I think like that. It's a battle. 
you know, it's a battle for me, but it's a battle. One of those battles that it's like death is not the final. It's okay to lose this battle because you can still fight another day. So it's just that's so my take on that. But you, 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 let's do this again when after the after first session. Let you know, Josh, I got something to tell you. <laughs> you know, you might come back and say, "Yo, this shit ain't for me." No, well, I, I'm interesting. If it's if it's just hey, we're gonna go unpack. We're gonna go throw some fisticuffs. It's also uncomfortable conversation practice. So nobody wants to be uncomfortable. You okay. know? Yeah. Uh, same as sparring. Yeah, you spar with that guy who beats your ass every time. Yeah, You're yeah, not gonna yeah, be so yeah. happy about it, you know. I tell you, I tell you how I got submitted. Uh, oh god, right? I got submitted. Uh, he's maybe one one eighty, one eighty, one eighty five. Jesus, and he just laid on top of me. Nah, son. And he slowly but surely put his chest, and I couldn't like, I couldn't, you I could couldn't do trip. I couldn't do what I did. Just, just humbling, but humbling. The, the, that's really, same thing as therapy. That's, that's therapy. And here's the thing. Everybody lives a certain way when they think they can't lose. Second they lose, changes yeah. everything. Yeah. Whole game plan is like, wait a second. I can't just do that all the time anymore. Yeah. So, you know, that's therapy for me. That's therapy in a nutshell. Is it for everybody? No. Do a lot of people abuse it and really don't need it? They just need parents to just tell them like it is sometimes? Yeah, I believe that too. Well, this guy, do this I need therapy? I don't think so. It's a console. But do I think it's helpful for me to kind of look maybe two years down the road instead of spending five years trying to work through something? I think two years down the road maybe slightly or drastically different compared to what it would have been if I never had a conversation with somebody. Right. Plus, um, I love my parents. They give great advice. Uh, mother probably basically forged me into something. Um, but at the same time, why do you use the word forge? Because, bro, a lot of breaking in, a lot of hammering, a lot of heat. You know? That's that's how we roll, baby. I'm, no, I'm thankful for it. But um, therapy is an opportunity to step outside that bubble that you were raised in. Test yourself or test to see, like, what? And, what you, and so what sometimes it's the battle of, all right, but mama said, and what mama said is true, you know? And it's a back and forth. And then, you know, a uh, common problem that, young men have I, I probably have it people always say the crap oh he's a mama's boy yeah like, your mother birthed you why wouldn't you be a mama's girl like yeah, you know yeah, like yeah. get get it together bro that's worse but um also you know if you watch movies therapy yeah. always if it's a man doing therapy he's got mommy issues bro that's how it always is. Every, Every movie's got mommy issues. Guaranteed. And that's the thing. Everybody's like, oh, he's got daddy issues. He's got mommy issues. Bro, those issues got to get fixed. It's okay to have them. It's, it's, every parent is figuring it out. They're not going to do right all the time. Right. So you're going to have some issues. With, yeah. You know? Yeah. But um, I say take it with a grain of salt. Because one of my fears of therapy is don't let them people change you. You know what I'm saying? And nobody changes. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you want to still say authentically you. And there's. Where are you constantly changing? What is authentically you? You're, you're a different person. More than oh, authentic. bro. Uh, so outlandish you. is definitely me. They ain't never changing my <laughs> outlandishness. It's, yeah. I'm funny and just the right amount of crazy, you know? So yeah. we are trying to fix some of the crazy, but I you need a key a little bit, you know? <laughs> it's important. But, but no, just. Uh, my therapist is uh, uh, a Roy G. Biv 
uh, we call it supporter, not supporter, but she sees a lot of people. I mean, uh, she sees a lot of people in the LGBTQ RS plus two, yes. something like that. Yes. I'm yeah, getting there, baby. I'm learning all. new terms every day, but you know, and then there's some days where she's pushing some, uh, I don't want to call it an agenda, but Ideology. It's Ideology. A, it's an understanding. She just wants sure. me to, you know, I think one way and she would demand respect for my thoughts from someone else. So she just, I think that's the goal of that. You take a look at but it. I'm just like, yo, yo, big dog, <laughs> you don't come from where I come from. Okay. You know, so it, it's, it's a very different world down there in Jamaica. Uh, and uh, yeah, certain things just not going to fly. Um, so, you know, just little things, but, um, change and evolution are, are, I think it's very fine line or or there's just a thin line there at least. And so you say, oh, I'm evolving, but wouldn't that require you to change some, you know? And so it's a funny word. They have a funny relationship, but yeah, as long as you can be yourself, you come from somewhere. And and as long as your, uh, therapist is the right one for you, don't be afraid to change them. Swap them out. It's not like a girlfriend, bro. You can swap it easy. The money got to flow differently, but (laughs) that's it. And, um, really find somebody that fits you, you know? Right. And the thing, I don't know even what the key to a good therapist is, but I think I have one is one that sees through your bullshit. We all have a little bit of bullshit that we, yeah, we all have a little that we feed people when we just meet them. It's like, how long can you keep feeding this person? Now, if you can feed your therapist that through three sessions, get up out of there. You're wasting money. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Um, everyone has a different approach, but, um, Make sure it fits you. Yeah. And I think a lot of people go to therapy for a lot of reasons. I have friends who've been to couples therapy. And, you know, sometimes it's like big dog. No, they're just trying to change you. They're trying to yeah. make you submissive, but you weren't born that way. Or, yeah, you know, yeah. they'll tell it to a girl, too. And so those therapies become work. Those therapies become points of stress. Aren't all therapies work, though? Yes, Every, but everything is work. But here's the thing: when yeah. it's all about you, baby, it's yeah. just a single session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, you know, some of the painful couples therapy work. It's just trying to make you the one who wears the skirt or or the pants or whatever the case. You know, like yeah, there's yeah. agendas there. I really believe that, bro. Yeah, and you see it. You know, people You've been see, a couples therapy, Josh. Have I been? Yeah. Hell no. <laughs> I've never been a couple long enough to have therapy for it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I hear you. But no, I'm I'm just saying it's got to be for you, you know. And that's the other thing. I never believe people should go to therapy because someone said they should go to therapy. It's only only you got to come to that decision and yeah. want to go. Otherwise, you're you're working against yourself. I'm you're you. wasting time. So. I'm with you. I think it's good. I think, like I told you today, I don't want it to be forever. We'll see. I think it's I, like medication, bro. Well, I, think it's like, I don't want to be on it all the time. Coach. It's a coach. And this year, yeah. I don't want to. It would be nice. I would love if I had a swing coach. For the rest of my life, that's going to critique and help me on my golf game and, like, you know, put two and two together. But there's a time, and I feel like there's certain times in your life where they can come in and add a lot of value to your life, yeah. and then maybe you can go off and explore and then come back to it. Yeah, and, like, also I think my grandmother's a life coach, you know, so that's an interesting take. Like, uh, the, the person I have right now is 
technically a counselor, but has her degrees or whatever. She just doesn't prescribe, like you said, or something. I also have a friend who is a success coach. And so these are all counselors, technically, psychologists or whatever you may call them, you know, because it's all about psyche for whatever the case may be. And so, like I said, if you're going for you, find the one that fits you. Find the thing you're trying to develop and fit the person. And I, I got I got some good feedback from a friend when the last couple of weeks or last week or so where they were saying like also don't go in there with the kitchen bag in the sink like you you have I'm sure you What's have a lot, kitchen bag just a lot of shit all your baggage oh. I'm sure I, that's not I'm pretty sure I threw six expressions in one day okay well, bear with me so it's probably a shit bag in the kitchen sink but <laughs> <Yeah>. continue <laughs> don't like go in there with some focus like all right you're not gonna fix the world in one day so take a topic and then just try and have some focus in this. No. Okay. I I get that. I get why they would say that. I never do that. You go in freestyle every time because that's the other thing because it's, it's conversational chess. I like to be able to react to things that come at me. Yeah. You know, so of course I can run in every week with yo, yo, yo. So let me tell you what happened this week. But she's coming with, all right, but just remember, we're starting with, yeah. and then I'm like, damn, I didn't have a plan for that. That's the thing. Going in there with too much focus causes you to plan and plot and scheme. And you can over plan. You know, so I get what you're saying. I get why, because some people have, you know, no, don't do that. I hear you. (laughs) Some people have specific things and it's like, nah, bro, but the trauma is actually over here. Yes. You're just stuck on this because you're not processing right. this. Right. You know, like things like that. And that's so, almost what a, a consult could help you. That's why it's, for me, therapy, no mind every yes. time. All right. I Ready to roll. Sleep. And then literally I start, I go, Monday I did this. Tuesday I did this. On the weekend I did this. Right. Boom, boom, back. And then something in that weekly update triggers her ear. And then she's like, ah, I got the entry. Boom. So it's it's literally. Well, um, it's a form of chess. Another form of chess. And I'm, uh, you, you've taught me or you put me on game for the last couple of days of at least how far you've gone into it. Something that requires planning, execution, a lot of work in advance to make sure you don't fail. Hunting. Oh, yeah. It's not like, <laughs> yo, you better not be talking Where? about my job, dog. <laughs> I'm really I got you. I kept you safe. No, how'd um, you? The the extent of hunting I had growing up is like let's go bird bush. Bird bush, you that know, was I mean, hunting. Which I, like it is. It is hunting, no, but it's wrong. different. It seemed pretty rogue now looking at it in hindsight. Whereas uh, I feel like that the tack hunt you're jumping into in that world. Oh, that mossy oak and all. You yeah, know, uh, you gotta. No, it's a. It's a. Uh, it's a mixture of things. So there is a uh, initiative amongst uh, certain black folk in America, Southern black folk, mm. uh, to start being the faces of things that we weren't the faces of before. So like golf, Tiger Woods comes along. They're like, oh, my God, it doesn't look like Phil Nicholson. You know, <laughs> this guy's totally different. Um, you see Black Rain on Instagram? Black guy with dreads who wears a Rolex. Who? I, th- I must have sent you some of those memes, bro. And he wears the cardigan and everything, and he gives you golf tips. Says, "Oh, and make sure on your follow through, get the Rolex." To face. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, you have sense of to me. That's that's uh that's uh yeah, but yeah, that's I, comedy. 
this is so there's okay. there's a decent of it's funny when you see it at first if yes. you're a Chappelle fan, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there's an initiative of black folk to start dabbling in things. So like, here's the thing: these folks were hunting before. Yeah. Just now it's getting popularized on social media and stuff. But no, for me, hunting is a survival skill. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, everybody wants to watch David Goggins. Everybody wants to be a manly man yeah, and yeah, say, yeah. oh, I can I can suffer the most. <laughs> but it all really boils down to can you take care of things? Can you take care of yourself? Can you take care of your family? What's the, what's the situation there? Um, and that the way the world's going, hunting just makes sense to me. When you, when you say that, the way the world's going. Uh, the way the world's going, it's like, yo, if uh, all the stuff in the supermarket are scientifically created chicken breasts. Okay. Bro, we'll go hit that elk, you yes. know? Go yes. go get that deer and cut it open. And you tell me you think this was done, and it's possible, too. Right? I'm not putting it, but I'm just saying, you got to make effort. And, and, you know, it's similar to Self-self- vegetables. Self-sufficiency. We talked about hydroponics. Yeah. I like this is something I want to look into because I want to do a farm. But with the hunting, it's a mixture of survival and testing metal. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody wants to think there's a man in there. Yeah. But are you, bro? After you've walked, stalked, found an elk, hit it, and then you still got it because it's going to run unless it drops immediately because you yeah, got the perfect it. shot. So you got to track it, chop it up, in the, and everybody wants to think they're that guy. Yeah. Are you really that guy? You know? And you that's gotta, the question. You got to walk with 50 pounds, yeah. 70 pounds on your shoulders. You got to walk with the rucksacks. You got to yeah. train. You got to train changing elevation. So it's not just walking on the treadmill. Give that bad boy a slant. Then you got to get to the stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do the stairs with that. And, and it's literally... Everything you're doing is for a piece of the hunt. So, boom, you hit it. You chop it up. All right, now you've got to get, you know, so many hundred pounds of meat from this six miles from the car yeah. down up down terrain just to get it back so you can get out of there before you, you attract a bear. So the hunting is really a, who are you, boy? What are you made of <laughs> for me? And also, it's just I, I like elk meat. I like deer meat. Yeah, I think it's, uh, well, over time, I've become more healthy. It's less fat than beef. It's a yeah. very lean meat. It yeah. cooks fast. Yeah. Some people call it gamey. Um, I say it's good flavor. Yeah. You know, so okay. that and then just to be able to. So pandemic, I started hiking. Yeah. And I'm like, what's the next level of hiking? It's the same as, yo, I ice skate. What's the next level of ice skating? Get a hockey stick. Well, you hike, get a rifle or get a bow or get a crossbow, baby. That's the next level. What was cool is um, the way you were seeing how your friends that are and, and your colleagues that are deep into it, like their mindset and attitude when it's hunting season, like, oh, where are you going to be? It's like, no, like this is the part of the year where my mind shifts to this is our task. This is what we're doing. Yeah. This is the training that we super uh strategic but also hunting gives purpose at least when i look in these guys eyes. yeah their whole life moves to it is hunting every small hobby yeah is something to add to the hunt game (laughs) literally you know it's like so the hikes get more intense this dude's an avid hiker with his girl right just when he hikes alone he rolls with weapons and he's ready to get some animals. You know, like it's, <laughs> yeah. that's the only difference. Yeah. 
Yeah. But like just the smallest things or he'll tweak and say, yo, next three months I'm doing swimming because whatever the case may be. Not that he swims and oh, hunts yeah. sharks barehanded or anything <laughs> like that. Yeah. Just like you see him tweaking his entire existence all for the perfect hunt. To optimize this. He is chasing the hunter's high. And so I always tell people, like people are like, you know, what's, what's one of your favorite things to see? I like to see people that are passionate about something. I like to see people talk about things they're passionate about. There's a liveliness to them, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's just like this guy nerds out. One guy in specific that I work at, he nerds out about hunting. He knows everything there is to know. He's literally like I would, and maybe, you know, I'm bigging him up too much, but he's had a lot of successful hunts. I'm like, this guy's a low-key expert. Yeah. Wizard of the, the you know, the, the wild world right. of, you know, hunting. And so it's just really awesome to see him and tracking on work hours. Like when we're in Puerto Rico and he's tracking his hikes, I'm like, oh, damn, I got to do that one a little faster, you know? Like, you know, oh, we can go that to that next one because he wants to meet the mileage. and Right. So the whole life gets in tune for this one thing. And the one thing that all of this adds to is the thing he's most passionate about. Yeah. And then it's like, yo, he learns different skill sets. Like he mounted. He did a few mounts, took the skull, boiled it out, got all the meat out oh, the yeah. head, and then got okay. a wall mount, did it himself. Right. Oh, That's mount, big okay. business, too, yeah, yeah, in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's just all these things that feed into his one purpose thing. Yeah. And, and and you can tell he enjoys himself. Right. Because everything, he, he does it with a smile. Like, he's just like, I like this. Like, he made working out fun because it's for the hunt. And I feel like that, though, is what a lot of, it's what we're all chasing. That's what we're all, I don't know. I feel like a lot of our generation also struggles with too. Yeah. Like it's like conditioning. It's it's being conditioned out of us to look for that passion, purpose, or like singular. And this is coming from, a, like, I'd like to think I, and I strive for that uh, di- direction and aim. But like now I've been telling you, like I'm struggling now, you know, and you, yeah. so it, it comes and goes. Whereas if you find stick to to one thing, then the plan just, is simple. Yeah, it's just like it's literally written. All you gotta do is follow the steps. Yeah, there yeah. is no day for you to be in a rut because you know step it's one, two, and three got to get done today. <laughs> Otherwise, in three months, that elk's gonna get the best of you, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and and it, it it's very similar to martial arts or mixed martial arts now. Hmm. You know, sure. between fights, you lost. This last fight. So what's the training? How'd you lose? Submission. Oh, yeah. snap. Russian wrestler got that ass. <laughs> what are you doing the whole time till the next fight? How are you going to bounce back? Boom. Are you going to get the new grappling coach? Yeah. You this? Are you going to do wrestling? So last camp, you did it one day a week. Right. Now you're doing three days a week on the, this camp. But it's that 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 ability to get the tunnel vision. What's the attitude? Have the goal in mind. Chase it and follow the easy steps. And it doesn't. It doesn't. And I'm not saying the steps are easy. I'm saying they're easy in the sense that they're right there, baby. Once you have them laid out for you, you get better at wrestling. Yeah, but that requires reflection, humility. It requires everything. Yeah, it's going to require some therapy. Yeah, and you're going to have to really think through things. But that that that's the thing about hunting. So um, I see the level of excitement there, and I'm like, I want to experience. It. So how far? And I also want to. But here's the other thing. Right. It's the vegan argument. What's that? Got to give them their little shout out. Yeah. 
Like, oh, it's horrible to kill animals. Now, first of all, most of us are buying stuff in the supermarket. Right. These animals are murdered by literal robots. Okay? At best. No, it's a button we press, boom, 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 (laughs) chicken breast. From club to chicken breast, you know, like for real. And so there's something to be said, like, you know, when people say, oh, hunting is bad, and they hate on hunters. I'm like, you shouldn't hate hunters. That's a conservationist, if anything. Bro, the life that that elk lived is better than anything we're buying out, the the life of anything we're buying out of the supermarket. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Some of them chickens, they never leave a cage. They just sit and grow in a cage. Like, you know, things like that. Those are very inhumane practices. So if you're going to enjoy that steak, bro, go out and earn it. Yeah, kill it for yourself. I hear, I hear that's one. Uh, and I, I think, think that's a big part of hunting. What? It's just saying I did this. Well, I hear that's one of the feelings that you not chase, but like one of the most rewarding things is after you get the hunt, you've amassed X amount of pounds of meat. Is like being able to then cook and feed whoever. Yes. You're you're like, yo, by the way, that was out from the bush back there that we. And it's the same feeling as uh, just a different process. One is give life. One is take. Well, both take life. Yeah. Growing a plant, bro. Yeah. When you grow your own plant, whether yeah. it's the scotch bonnet or the marijuana plant or whatever, yeah. you smoke your first harvest, you eat your first pepper, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's something about that. It's just that that's me, baby. Yeah. And no one can take that from me. That it is. doesn't even matter if it tastes bad you're eating it because I put the work in. Well, you can imagine that's what kids are, dude. Yeah. Just to the oh, fucking God. Extreme. Yeah, that could go real bad. But I hear you. I hear you. But yeah, you know, it's it's a lot of effort for one thing. Make that thing important. And chase it. Okay. And chase. Well, I was going to say, so uh, I'll ask everybody older than me this all the time. I usually reserve it for birthdays. But, you know, I got you in front of me, Joshua. He really (laughs) just did that. No, wait. Come on, dog. He said, I ask people older (laughs) than me. Like an older brother, Josh. You're not an elder yeah. yet. Uh, you don't know how Sammy. much older my brother is. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Anyways, you, got, you only have six years. Six years come soon. Six years. You have maybe one another month or so. Six years? Yeah, 29. You're 30, 30, 35. Oh, yeah. I'm turning 35. Six years difference. Come on, math, dog. My bad. But what did you learn over or something you know now that you wish you knew when you were 29? What's the acceptance or the humility or the reflection or the what the or the what that you feel like would have made your life easier or would have enjoyed it a little bit more maybe and you can give me a stupid answer now because i'll ask this question again next year and you can, we could try it every year until so i get a good answer, get a good answer. I'm like yo dog that's the one get the ladies going you know? um <laughs> <laughs> one thing that i know now that i wish i knew then uh, i'm gonna say it really doesn't matter. I, 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 I wish I, I understood that. Um, I put a lot of weight on things when I do things. I put a lot of uh, so, weight as an importance. Right. But um, in the grand scheme, like there's a lot of nights that I could have got some more sleep. Uh, there's a lot of nights I could have done some stupider things and, right. and had a bet, you know, uh, a good old time. Uh, it's just in the grand scheme, it doesn't matter. You know, um, life is, uh, very video game-esque for me, even though there's no respawn points. I know this. 
but it's just like some days I'm just testing the limits of things. Right. And it doesn't have to be a bad testing of the limits, but just sometimes testing the limits of myself, you know, um, just little things that I'm like, you know, uh, I want to find out what are my boundaries? What are things like this? And, and, um, when I say it doesn't matter, it's like, there's a lot of times in my life. I wish I, uh, I let things fail. Uh, like I let, uh, I let go. I, I, I didn't beat a dead horse. Right. I just let and let be, you know, that kind of thing. And I, I don't do that. And I, I haven't done that. So now that I'm, what's that? 29, six years ahead of you. I've been telling myself I can't fail for so long and putting so much effort that I don't even know how to let things fail now. So it's like work to do Reverse that. Because here's the thing, and this is a conversation I have a lot with my mother. I tell her, because uh, it's like cooking, cooking for the family. She does it almost every day. My dad cooks too, but my mom cooks more than my dad does. And then she's always like, why is he asking me for like, you know, a special dish and stuff. Like, it's a Wednesday, bro. Like, just because you're retired doesn't mean we're all retired. But, um, you know, and then I always tell her, it's like, oh, he wants a mac and cheese. And I'm like, Mom, you want to get out of making these? Like, you never want to make these? Put some apple cider vinegar in it at the last second. Just sprinkle it on top. They'll never ask you to make it. And she never does it because she's just do, been doing perfection. She's Japanese in that sense yeah, her whole yeah, life. yeah. And I was just like, just do it. Because it doesn't, it doesn't matter. If you throw it, what's dad gonna do? Be pissed off and taste disgusting and go to sleep. Big whoop. Yeah. Nothing happened. We'll start over tomorrow and we can do it again, you know? And so that it doesn't matter. I, I preach it a lot, but I wish I practiced it earlier. It's okay to fail, you know? Yeah. As much as I say it out loud, yeah, there's a piece of me deep down inside that just doesn't want to fail. And I work really hard, and I, 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 thankfully, I don't have that many failures. But I wish I would have, you know. Some people, it's like when they're little, little, the things you do, and they say, you know, you, you fuck something up. You're having fun, right? Sometimes it's fun, yeah, to mess things up. Why do we have things like rage rooms? I don't even know if they have rage rooms in Canada. It's a room where you go, you pay money, and you break things in it. You can get a light bulb and smash it. Like, it's just a, a cathartic that's release. the feeling of messing up. You know, that's yeah. that release that you sometimes need. So I think it doesn't matter is, is a is a big one for me. In the grand scheme, like, yeah. you know, um, relationships. I'm not saying they don't matter. Woo. <laughs> that bad boy back. No, but I, I'm saying, like, think about the first girlfriend you ever had. Right. Boom. Can't think about it too long. But <laughs> first girlfriend, when that ended, and I don't know how to end it, it may not have been your first, it may have been sure. your second. Bro, life is over for you. You're like, damn. Yeah. I'm sad, bro. That that was my match, bro, and I'm never gonna find another. Fast forward, bro, you're 29. You're in a way more serious relationship than you were back then. That was the kitty stuff. Yeah, yeah. And and now you're fighting for things, and, and you're not always seeing eye to eye. And, and but here's the thing: when homegirl left you back in the day, and you were broken, it didn't matter. Life moves on. It didn't matter. Yeah. That it didn't matter is the same as the it shall pass. Yeah. It's just oh, you're sense. having a great time. This too shall pass. Right. Oh, you're going through hell. This, this too shall pass. pass. That's what it, it doesn't matter is for me. I feel like it's just experience and yeah, life experience. You 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 
garner a little more acceptance of it all. Yeah. You know? It, it doesn't matter. Like, even my parents, you know, they're great. They're still with it. Yeah. But they are getting older. Yeah. And to age properly, it takes a lot of effort to age gracefully. Yes. So, you know, there's little things now. And there's things that annoy me. I love my parents, but they're going to get on my nerves sometimes. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. None of it does. You're upset right now. Oh, you know, mom, why did you do that? And then you go down the road, Um, you know, 10, 20 years. Parents are super old now. Maybe they're forgetting stuff like crazy. Yeah. Whatever you were mad about that day, 20, 10 years ago, it doesn't, it didn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the moment, yeah, you got to give a little attention to things. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying let and let live. Like, just let it go, bro. It's yeah. not that serious. Whatever yeah. you think is that serious today is not that serious, bro. I have a friend who says, yo, is it going to matter in five years? And then that's how he allots time to things. The five years. So a lot of things get screwed, bro. Yeah. If it's not going to be around in five years. Yeah. That's it doesn't matter, bro. I'm with you. And, it, and it's not even a negative or a positive. It's just an acceptance piece. It's where chill. You embrace it, whatever it is, and you, you roll with the punches in any way. Yeah, I think that's the best one. I like it. I that's like it. I'll one. take it, Josh. Uh-huh. It'll last. That'll definitely last you 365 days. Yeah. It's gonna come back oh, next for year. sure. I'm saying, dog, all right, we got one more. One more. Yeah. And 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 uh, I don't want it to be mistaken for you know I just don't care about stuff. I'm just saying. You're all right. right. If I'm gonna expel energy, yes. Where does this lie on the important scale of my grand life? You know. Yep. 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 I'm sorry, homegirl. It doesn't matter. Well, I appreciate it, my good sir. I feel as if uh, you're telling me earlier of just the 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 hierarchy of engineers and like. The, the level you can, uh, we'll say, elevate to, or you can become more like a, a tribal sage or what have you within a, a system. For what it's worth, Josh, I have always looked at you like that, where it, at least in the oh. realm of professional, professional, personal life of just navigating, being uh, an eclectic individual, being yourself, not really having your tribe or circle and still just owning it and accepting it and then not letting any of that uh hold you back in any way shape or form yeah you've always been an exemplar for that for me you know so means a lot for you to come up and, and visit me eh? oh for sure and then just you know continue investing in the conversations and the friendships and the shared story ultimately at the end of it all you know yeah. hey this is this is this visit is the equivalent I don't know if you've seen those, uh, like it's like uh, real men retreats, where it's just a bunch of dudes go camping. Yeah. They cry it out. They go through these workshops. <laughs> Everybody's hugging. They do the loincloth, yeah, mud wrestle <laughs> session, the the whole circuit jerk, you know. And and there's nothing wrong with that, man. I uh, I get it, but uh, this is that. Well, Except it cost me way less money than me. But I didn't tell you the itinerary for tomorrow, dog. Oh, that's true. Okay. You know, I got. I got the extra speedium loincloth. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's that, been raining, uh, so the mud's getting nice. Make sure it's bigger in the back than it is in the front. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dog? Can't be having the cheeks up. Yes, stuff. sir. I feel you. Yes, sir. But yeah, no, this is the equivalent of that. And you know, anytime you say, hey, come through, uh, it's like we've done this as children. 
We hung out as kids. Mm-hmm. God knows what we did. Watch movies, play video games, it's the whole nine. There's no vibes back then. Yeah, no just, just. It was just genuinely just laughing. Dog. Pre, you know, corruption, you know. Yes. And and shit for us to be able to be. Jeez, um, I think I'm already at a midlife crisis. You're, you're <laughs> yeah. six years away, but to think that so much time has passed and we can still do this, and yeah. nothing's changed, and other than our lives, and yeah, 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 yeah you know, yeah. we've become slightly different humans than we remember. You know, stress is now a thing in our life. We weren't stressed back then, right? Uh, but that's a beautiful thing, you know. It's fun. It is. It is. Amen, brother. It's important. It's what matters. This it's matters. matters. That's ah. what it was. So. All right, dog. Should we go have a beer? Yes. Brewski time. Thank you, brother.